I would like to begin this broadcast by acknowledging the Awabakal people, the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. The Newcastle Live and Local Music Show! Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with Bonnie, only on Newcastle Live Radio. I hope that you've had a fantastic week. Today on the show, we're going to be chatting with Chloe Gill, who will be performing at Live and Local at Lazotte's this Wednesday night. And we'll also be talking to a fresh face of the pop country scene here in Newcastle, Katie Jane. She has an impressive amount of streams across streaming platforms, and I think that she's able to portray some really great messages through her songs. We'll also be catching up with Mark Tinson, who is also known as the godfather of rock, or Tino. He was a member of Rabbit, which was a 70s glam rock band, and also Heroes. They're infamous for being a part of the Star Hotel Riot. So we'll be chatting to Tino all about that and, of course, what he's been getting up to lately. We'll also be hearing some live tracks from Lachlan Edwards and Emily A. Smith. Both of them performed right here in the Newcastle Live Studios. So welcome along to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with Bonnie. Chloe Gill has an immense amount of talent when it comes to writing songs and performing. Her star shines so brightly and will continue to rise. So ahead of her performance at Live and Local at Lazotte's this Wednesday night, it's a pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show for the very first time, Chloe Gill. Woohoo! Hi! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining <laughs> me today. So exciting. So, Chloe, I truly believe that you have one of the best voices to ever come out of Newcastle. What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> the biggest claim. <laughs> it, I'm serious. I am Thank dead you, serious. Bonnie. When did you first start singing and can you tell us about your journey to finding your own sound? I have always been a little muso kid. So um, growing up in a family where my parents were music teachers and having an older sister who was like put onto instruments straight away. <laughs> I was always playing music, um, sitting in with my parents as they taught and things like that. Um, I started piano when I was like four and then started singing lessons late primary school, I think. Yeah. Um, picked up trumpet mid-primary school and then guitar at uh, the start of high school. I never really like thought I could have a career out of writing songs because I just thought it was like, you know, either you're famous and you do it or you don't do it at all. Mm. <laughs> I never thought it could be something that like you could work towards and actually do. Um, and I used to like dabble in songwriting, but they were never like anything that I would ever want anyone to hear. But when I got into like year 10, 11, 12, sort of those years, I suppose, I did the talent development project, um, which it has been the biggest like shift for my career hands down because um, that experience like literally showed me that I could write songs for a living, that I had the ability to write songs because I was writing, but I never played them for anyone, like not even my family. Um, and they kind of like <laughs> kindly forced me to play <laughs> one of the songs. Um, but then like, you know, after a feedback sort of session with a panel um, of mentors from the team, like it was just so encouraging 
um, and inspiring to hear them like tell me that I actually could, you know, do something with this. And then from basically that day on, I had haven't really stopped like wanting and wanting to write um or you know writing anyway like doing that so yeah and then like finding my sound I suppose came out of that experience and like being influenced by other female artists and inspired by their sound and then kind of creating my own unique sort of me I Mm. suppose (laughs) so how would you describe your sound um it definitely ranges from song to song. I have like influences of jazz in there um, as I grew up, like, you know, playing in big bands and uh, jazz bands and stuff and learning to scat from a really young age. I have a lot of like jazz background. Um, so like some of my chordal voicings and stuff in songs too is very like jazz related. Yeah, so it's like jazz influence, but I'd say like it's very alt indie sort of rock vibes um and then some things are more like heavier rock or some things are like more acoustic sort of vibe but I kind of don't want to be like stuck in the box of a certain sound and Mm. I want to just be able to like share a song that I liked writing or a sound that I like you know sharing I suppose (laughs) I feel like you're definitely creating your own box uh, yeah yeah, influences (laughs) and stuff so earlier this year you released the song Die Alone and a live version uh, which has a really interesting story within it what was the inspiration for the lyrics and how did the melodies come about yeah so that was a song that I kind of started when I was in TDP I think I was around phase two it was like March so it was sort of still at the the very start um I think actually maybe I'm definitely <laughs> wrong about that I shouldn't have like month date did that but anyway no one's um, gonna check on this yeah it's okay <laughs> I should like go back and find the exact date no um well they provided us with some lyrics um and one of the tasks that they set was to write a song using these certain lyrics I think uh it was like I dropped my eyes the watchman and unwilling to explain oh and if you hear the song they're all there yes um and so like I, I was given these lyrics and they were like you need to write a one minute song using these lyrics and I thought like you know what can I do with this I obviously like did not the wrong thing but I couldn't just stick to the one minute brief like I had to finish the song once I started actually writing it but um I sort of like took these words and I was like what do these like actually mean I you know went into a lot of depth like literally researched what each thing like actually meant or try to relate it back to a storyline or something and I kind of created this like crime mystery sort of storyline mm. um so it's basically a watchman of a lighthouse his son gets killed and I kill him um but then it's like I don't know what to do do I cover up the murder or like the <laughs> um so yeah like it's kind of deep and dark unintentionally I suppose but um yeah like it's a kind of crime mystery sort of storyline and I actually really like it like in a non-up-myself way, I would probably listen to it as a mm-hmm. song, but I, I kind of was, like, proud of the way that I created that in my own sort of little way, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> this sounds weird to say, but I just love your brain. I love the oh, way that you go you. about creating things. It's really I always, exciting. I am never, like, a direct sort of person, I suppose. I question everything or like find an alternative way so I think that has really assisted me in a lot of songwriting times but it's also difficult to work with because then I like question things too much or I like am such a perfectionist about actually refining something that it it, like never happens (laughs) but yeah 
Thank you. That's okay. So what are your plans for the rest of 2022? Can we expect any more releases before the year is out? Uh, Hopefully. So I've got some pretty big things happening that I'm not actually allowed to say yet, but in a few months you may see me somewhere, which is very exciting. Um, But yes, I can't say too much about that. Um, But I recently just was back in the studio recording two songs and they're still like in the recording process. So um, hopefully I'll finish them very soon. I'm very, very excited to finish those ones actually because the recording, like the first day of recording was just like so much fun, so much fun, amazing. Um, And I'm really like excited with how they're sounding already. Um, And then I also have a song that's been mastered that's kind of just sitting there waiting bubbling away I suppose (laughs) um but it's ready to be released and then I've got like another project with a friend um that will be released with that one as like a sort of different well it's like R&B I suppose which is super different to what I've done before so um they'll kind of be released together which will be like a cool little change I suppose but Yes, I I like without saying too much, there are some big things coming for the rest of this year and I'm really very excited. Plus like the local shows and like the weekly yeah. pub gigs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. It's exciting and I'm excited. You've been picking up a storm. And- <laughs> I have been actually. It's a bit of a grind, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> of course. So this Wednesday you'll be performing at Live and Local at yeah. Lazots. Yes. <laughs> What are some of the songs that you have been loving to perform lately? Um, I, Well, I've been doing so many cover gigs that my original stuff's sort of just been like chilling, I suppose. Mm. Um, I'm really excited for this gig on Wednesday, though, because I am playing with one of my friends that I did TDP with, Elias, and his friend JJ. Oh. So they're like a duo who do like fingerstyle guitar and they're mm. actually amazing. But it'll be so great to be able to play with Elias again and like share the stage. And then Katie as well um, will be amazing. She's the other artist on the night. So I'm probably just going to be doing a bit of original stuff and whatever, I suppose. I haven't really thought too much about it, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited to play and excited to share my songs again because I feel like I haven't played an original show in like forever yeah. um, so it would be really nice mm. yeah oh well best of luck with Thank the performance <laughs> at Live and Local at Lazotte and I cannot wait until you release some more music I'm yeah, really excited about that R&B uh, little number yeah it's a cool song I've, I feel like uh, if you've maybe followed me from uh, uh, around the start I suppose or if you've seen me play before you would have heard the song Um, it's called Red so it's coming but um, yeah it's nothing nothing like final final yet I suppose but eventually it will be out eventually (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining me on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show Chloe and uh, can't wait to catch up with you again sometime in the future thank you so much for having me I'll see you soon The Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Local singer-songwriter Lachlan Edwards came into the Newcastle Live studios earlier this year to perform his brand new song, Been Trying For Us. And this was a really touching moment. I feel really lucky to have been a part of this and, of course, to see him perform it live for us. So let's give it a listen. Here's Lachlan Edwards, Been Trying, live in the Newcastle Live studios. Hi, I'm Lachlan Edwards and this is my new track, Been Trying. Um, You can check out the YouTube premiere video tomorrow night on YouTube. I'm sick of worrying all about it I'm afraid that my heart won't feel the 
year before I'm trembling on fear, stumbling onwards Trying to make sense of the world with everything But I can't do that Cause it doesn't seem, no It doesn't seem the same And all I've got to show Is a part of me That I don't remember Trying to find what you want And I've been leaving nothing All I've got is a broken soul That doesn't love you That doesn't love you the way that it should do And I've been trying to find what it is This missing that I just can't see So maybe it's time that we let this go Take my hand, we'll fight it off, dear, to a place much more prettier than this. Somewhere filled with no sorrow, I hope you learn from what you did. I hope you did. Is it too cold of me to say that it's alright? Trying to find what you want And I've been leaving Nothing all I've got Is a broken soul That doesn't love you That doesn't love you The way that it should do And I've been trying to find What it is It's missing but I just can't see it So maybe it's time That we let this go singer-songwriter Katie Jane is a fresh face within the pop country scene but has claimed her space with over 1 million streams on streaming platforms, multiple top 20 radio placements and performances on highly notable festival lineups. Prior to her performance at Lazotte's Live and Local this Wednesday night, it's a pleasure to welcome Katie Jane to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Hey Katie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. No problem at all. Thanks for joining me today. So, first of all, let's get to know you. When did you first start singing and when did you realise that it was your dream? Um, my story is a bit interesting, actually, because I didn't start music until I was 25 when I moved to England and started my first country band. So, um, I'd always I'd grown up writing songs. I loved writing, but I was just very good at music and at all, really. And, um, yeah, I moved to England and started a country band with uh, another guitarist, singer, Carlos, and I loved it. I fell in love straight away. Like, I always knew that country music was my passion, and it was just, yeah, awesome being able to get out on the big stage and perform songs that I've written. Yeah, right. So what was it about uh, moving overseas that was the thing that, you know, ticked you over or really got you going? Well, there's no embarrassment when the whole country doesn't know who you are. So <laughs> I, uh, I jumped up at a, a local open mic night in the town that I moved into, and that's where it all kicked off. I um, was, you know, brave enough to just jump up. I played the only song I knew how to play on guitar very badly. 
<laughs> and yeah, it just it kicked up from there. And I'm, I feel so grateful that I get to do music as you know, it's my passion, and I get to play shows every weekend. And it's just I'm so grateful. And what was that first song that you played? <laughs> <laughs> it was Knocking on Heaven's Door. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> That's such a good I one. I was so bad. I was really bad at it. <laughs> I don't do that one anymore. It's a big song to take on, that's for sure. So you tackle some pretty important topics within your music through an autobiographical lens. What is it that gets you riled up and why is it so important to you to share these stories and bring up these topics? I think when I looked at music from a songwriting perspective, one of the, the things, like before I could play guitar, I was really stuck in the co-writing space and, I, you know, I was writing country songs and it was, they were good songs, but I never was able to write things from my perspective because I couldn't sit down with the guitar and really just nut out what I was trying to say. So once I learned guitar, that's kind of, I went really, you know, um, I, I stopped co-writing and I just sat in my bedroom and I, and I got to just bring to life things that were important to me. Like I, um, I have a song called Use Me, which is one of my most personal songs that I think all through the process of that song, even through going to the studio and recording it, I was so nervous because it was just such a, a, it was like a part of my soul that I was putting out there to the world and it felt like, you know, people are going to think I'm weird and, and, you know, it was like very, you know, it's very touchy subject and one of the most beautiful things that came out of that song is that when I released it, I had so many people reach out to me and they connected to it with their own stories. So I realized that what I was going through, it wasn't all that unique. You know, we're all going through the similar things and um, putting it, putting pen to paper and creating a song like that gave other people a voice too, which was, which was really amazing and empowering. So you've performed on some pretty incredible festival lineups. Can you tell us about your favorite onstage moment from your career so far? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> there's been some amazing, I've been so lucky. Um, you know, my first ever performance in England was the Isle of Wight Festival, which was, you know, the lineup was the original lineup of Fleetwood Mac. And so that was my <laughs> first taste of it. And yeah, it was, I think that, that first moment we played stages around the festival and we had the crowd singing our songs back to us. And I think that was where it really just hit home for me is that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like to write something and have an audience react is just, it's amazing. You currently have over 1 million streams across streaming platforms and multiple top 20 radio placements. A big congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> What's next on your bucket list and do you have any plans for the rest of 2022? So we're, we're pumping shows at the moment. It's actually, it's crazy because we went through COVID and, you know, all the gigs just disappeared. And I think um, that just gave me renewed focus that I really want to do live. Like I really want to play live. So we're, we're playing every weekend now and um, it's so good, like just to be out in front of crowds. And I've taken a little break from recording while I, I really want to try and figure out where my sound's heading to next. So it's, it's about taking the songs on the road now and, testing them out on audiences before I get back in the studio um, I really want to find the right producer to yeah create like I guess Katie Jane 2.0 moving forward. <laughs> so do you feel like you're getting a better idea of the sound that you want moving forward? Yeah definitely I think that like the thing that's kind of come up for me is that I grew up in a certain style of music and I was you know, obsessed with country music and you know obsessed with a certain few artists um, as a team which really shaped me and I'm finding that there's a little bit of a gap in the market right now um, for me to kind of take take on that role of that really country sound. And I think traditionally, like, uh, my sound's been a little bit more 70s 
center towards pop country. And I think I really want to take it back to that that really country roots. And, and I, it's just about finding the right person, um, let the right producer to sort of bring that sound to life. And I mean, I've got so many songs and I'm so ready to go, but I'm just uh, waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. I'm really keen to hear that. It's going to be great. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so your latest single is called Drunk Dial and is definitely very cheeky and lots of fun. <laughs> Where did the inspiration for this song come from? Well, I think this is sort of everybody's story. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, you're remembering it from your youth when you'd, you'd call someone's house phone at 2 a.m. in the morning or, um, you know, you send that text message that you probably shouldn't send. And it's just, it's a really lighthearted take on, um, honestly, that song is just so fun to write and produce. And we, we filmed the music video for that just on, on my phone. I, I got some girls to go out with me for the night and we really took a DIY approach to the music video, which I thought was quite perfect because it was that whole, we filmed it on the phone about how the night's events went and, um, yeah, the junk doll, the junk doll narrative, it's just cheeky and fun. Wow, that's incredible. Well, we're about to pop into that song. I'd love to say a big thank you for joining us on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show and uh, best of luck this Wednesday at Lazotte's Live and Local. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic night. It was really great to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, if anyone's listening, come on down to Lazotte's. It's such a dream venue and there's some other great artists on as well. It's going to be such a great night. It's time for another live track and this one comes from Emily A. Smith. She came into the studio earlier this year and uh, really gave us an insight into her career so far. She's such an interesting person and I really love this song. Hey guys, I'm going to play you one of my songs. This one's called Beaumont Street. I wrote it Pretty soon after I moved to Newcastle and living on Beaumont Street, I got the shock of my life. This is my story and my experience and one of the first songs I've ever written. I hope you enjoy it. Man on the corner, he's talking to himself again. Holding this cup of coffee, shining warm my hands. I draped myself in this vintage coat, I think I might begin again. Wrapping round me and pull it tighter, see the teeth of the wind. And I'm just another lost child, forgotten family name. On the goddamn other milk drink each day, yeah. Back home in suitcase, bending on the tracks, I'm tired of looking back, watching all go past on Boma Street. Being quiet round here, everybody's on a mission. Smoke those cigarettes and fried food. My life in 
transition Sticking out on my lunch break Looking hardly catch my breath I'm backing up on my secrets But they're all I've got left And I'm just not that last child Forgotten family name My face on the garden Of the milk drink each day Watch it all go past on Beaumont. And I'm just another last child. Watch it all go past on Beaumont Street, on Beaumont Street, on Beaumont Street, yeah, on Beaumont Street. The shirt's man on the Talking to himself again. It's the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. My next guest has not only paved the way for the music scene that we know and love, but continues to pass on his knowledge and inspire the next generation of musicians, sound engineers, and so many others. It's a pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show the godfather of rock here in Newcastle. Mr. Mark Tinson, hello. Well, thank you, Bonnie, and hello right back at you. And it's I'm a pioneer, really, aren't I? Absolutely. I forged the way. And so know. humble. Yeah, and just trying to figure out <laughs> a, a way to monetize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did you first get your hands on a guitar, and who were some of the rock legends that inspired you? Look, uh, the first instrument I had like that was a ukulele, oh. and my brother was responsible for that. He brought it home from he – was, he was at university in Armadale. Mm. And uh, thankfully, the ukulele is now uh, outlawed everywhere in the world, mostly. Um, but he, he left it with me to, to learn to play. And interestingly, I'm a left-hander. I was a right-handed ukulele. And he said, turn it around the right way or I'm not going to show you how to play it. So I did. And ever since then, I've been a right-handed guitar player oh. in a left-hander's body. Right. So what was the first guitar that you Well, the were first one, um, again, my brother came back from university and brought back a Spanish guitar. And then my folks realised that I was a bit enamoured with the instrument, so mm. they bought me one for my Christmas present, I think, and it was an Aria acoustic. Right. And okay. I fired that up with a microphone inside the body Ooh. through an amplifier that was provided my, by my dad's mate, who used to screen films through a projector amplifier. Okay. Yeah, so it was, I managed to blow the speaker up within an hour, I think. <laughs> so what's the difference between a Spanish guitar and a normal Spanish guitar? Spanish has got nylon strings on it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So and no, nowhere near as cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You can't turn that up to 11. Oh, I tried. <laughs> 
So you were a key member in the glam rock band Rabbit that really put Newcastle's music on the map, apparently originally known as the Cherries. Is that correct? No, it's not. Oh, okay. No. All right. Well, that's on. It was originally known as A Rabbit. A Rabbit. Because we were discussing a name and I said, what about Rabbit? And Jim Portis, the bass player, went, oh, okay, I'm in so long as we put A in front of it. So yep. it's A Rabbit. <laughs> And we had a big red truck with A Rabbit written on it, which probably made no sense to anybody no. that wasn't interested in music. Of course not. <laughs> but I'll tell you where that Cherry's Lie came from. Yes. W- Wikipedia. Mm. And uh, when we uh, uh, were signed to CBS Records, uh, we did one album and then we did another album. And I think uh, we took on the glam rock image. Yeah. It looked very much like Kiss. And we decided, well, we might rebrand this. And uh, in a moment of inspiration, our drummer came up with, why not the Cherries? Right. And I think it lasted about two weeks. The record company said, what are you doing? Okay. So you <laughs> we were. Well, we've already got this brand, Rabbit. Let's yeah. keep, keep it. So you were known as the Cherries, even if it was for two for, weeks. For a nanosecond. A nanosecond. So don't believe yeah. everything you read on Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I won't. And it may, be, <laughs> it may be news to you young folk out there that there's a lot of liars on the internet. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yes. No. It's You're lying to yeah. me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so as a glam rock band, you were known for stomping around in your tights and high platform shoes. And you were also joined by original member of ACDC, Dave Evans. That's right. And I would singer. like to think we were more known for our music and our performances rather than just the boots and the, no, and the glam course. stuff. But yeah, so um, yeah, he when uh, our original vocalist left, he went on to pursue his teaching career and did did very well at that because he had a family and stuff and we started touring around the country and it just got a bit too much. So Dave Evans had just parted company with ACDC yep. and um, uh, Ted Mulry suggested him to us. So uh, we went, okay, we'll give him a go. So he moved up to Newcastle and he was in. Well, before we get into the track, I would love for you to tell me about some of your fondest memories from the Rabbit Days. Uh, look... You know, um, I've never been much of a rock star. You know, people look at me and go, he's a rock star. But really, <laughs> um, ne- that never concerned me much. What, what I was interested in really was um, composing, I think, mm. and recording. And some of the, the probably the best moments, uh, memorable moments from Rabbit were actually working with other producers and, and people in the studio. So Peter Dawkins, was uh, that was a great experience when he re- uh, uh, produced our album. Um, and we recorded the first track with Richard Lush, who'd worked with the Beatles in Abbey Road. So, you know, all of those sorts of things. John Zalika, great engineer, uh, engineered the first album. So I learned so much from those guys, and I think that's probably the standout moments for me. I mean, you know, how many times do you have to play Festival Hall in Melbourne before it pales into insignificance? Of course. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to be right back here on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show, but would you be able to introduce this next song for us, please? And this is the title track of Rabbit's second album, 1976, Too Much Rock and Roll. live and local music show with Bonnie and right now I'm joined in studio with the godfather of rock Tino, Mr Mark Tinson That track we just heard finishing with the reverberation at the end (laughs) Now this, interestingly the title track wasn't the first first thing you heard What the first thing you heard on the vinyl album was the chant from that song 
with the boots stomping on the floor, a lot of reverb, and then it moved into another song. And that song returned as a whole at the end of side one. And all of that reverb and stuff appeared at the beginning of side two. So it was like a concept. That's very cool. Yeah, we were so ahead of ourselves. (laughs) And And what is this news? You had some news before we went to the song. What's going on? You know, uh, buoyed by the, uh, uh, I think, what projected success of this CD, we're going to record a new Rabbit single actually tomorrow night. What? And we're going to send the tracks over to Dave Evans in Buenos Aires. He'll do his vocal and send it back to us. It's such an exciting time to be part of the recording industry. Because you can get a guy in Buenos Aires to do a vocal. Yeah. And you don't even have to do any of the work. He just does the work. He sings and gets somebody to record it. There it is. Thank you very much. I'll just join it together with what I've got. New single. So what will we do with that? Who knows? <laughs> so you don't know we'll if you're going to release it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be released. It'll be released? Okay, we'll just, good. We'll just wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows what offers we'll get. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> so where are you recording it? Is it uh, Over in your... Tyres Hill at yeah. Terry Latham's impromptu studio. So we're putting the tracks down live and then we'll just do the vocals afterwards. Are so. you able to tell us? Is, so it's a brand new single. Brand new song. No one's ever heard it before? Has no. it been played live? Well, the band has. Yeah. No, never been played live. Wow. Nobody's That's big. asked us yet. But, you know, we're expecting the office <laughs> to come flooding in. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear that. So from the Ashes of Rabbit, which disbanded in 1977, Jim Porteous, Phil Screen and yourself created the iconic Aussie band Heroes with Pete DeJong on vocals. So you were able to appear on Countdown, which was on TV, you know, just as colour television came in, and, of course, record in the famous Albert Studios. That was at the height of Aussie rock music. So what are the highlights for you from the days of the heroes? Well, again, I'll go back to my answer to your question with the rabbit. One yeah. of the highlights with that, we got to record with Vander and Young, you know, from the Easy Beats. That's amazing. And you just go, that, well, that's a dream come true. It's probably not even a dream we even thought that we could uh, realise. So um, they recorded the first single off the Heroes album. That was a real treat, you know, and um, I saw so much of George Young and Harry Vander in myself and Pete Dion. And I mean, Harry was Dutch as well as Pete was. And George was short like, like me. <laughs> George, George was at the console the whole time. Just a, a, he was a real workaholic. And Harry was just sat up the back and went, dum de dum de dum de dum just, you know, rolling his, his roll your own cigarettes. dum de dum de dum dum And every now and again he'd just uh, interject and say, you know, we think we should do this. And it would be just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he was, mm. It was just a wonderful experience. And you realise um, from those guys that, you know, recording wasn't – it wasn't a party. Mm. You were there to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you feel that you took a lot of inspiration from them? Would you say that they're like role models when it comes to your career um, as a sound engineer? Uh, look, I don't – like all of those those iconic producers are role models for me and I take something from each – uh, producer that I adore, you know, and uh, you know, there's there's people like Joe Meek who was crazy as a loon, you know, and, and you just I can learn stuff from Joe Meek from you know back in the late fifties, early sixties. Uh, the Easy Beats were always part of my life, you know. I grew up in bands playing Easy Beats songs. That's what we did, um, you know. It it's a wonderful, exciting world, Bonnie Ann. 
It sure sounds it. (laughs) And speaking of this wonderful, exciting world, as someone who was born in 2000, my mind was blown. I wasn't born in 2000. I was born in 1954. You weren't, but I was. So my mind was blown when I heard about a moment in Newcastle's history, which you played a major part in. The Star Hotel riots. Can you take us back to that night and fill us in on what happened? See, playing a major part is probably a misdirection or a rewriting of history. I know, I know. We happened to be there. (laughs) Uh, We were the band that was playing, yeah? Yes. And the Star Hotel was a popular um, watering hole for, you know, so many people in Newcastle. When they decided to close it down, they drew a great big crowd that night. We were fortunate to be the band selected to play on that night. And it just turned into a riot, literally a riot. So we don't take any um, responsibility for causing the riot. Of course um, not. But we were there. And, uh, you know... Uh, we built a legacy on that. Yeah. Well, are you are you sick of hearing about it? Yes. Like, yes. Yes. And <laughs> and there's been a, a documentary made. Um, yeah. By a local guy, and um, uh, who goes by the name of Chit Chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was in a band called Machine Gun Fallacia. Yeah. And uh, he's done a great job. And I think it's on binge now. It is. Yeah. So I think there's an advert for it with me, <laughs> my face, and you just go. Right in the I middle. don't know if that's good advertising, but hey. <laughs> So do you feel like it's taken away from your music at all? No, look, what it did was got us a recording contract because mm. the infamy we gained from that yep. uh, uh, got us a contract with Alberts. But, you know, we did a, do our last gig a couple of years ago called The Last Supper. You can read into that whatever you wish. but um, And part of that was because we were sick to death of talking about it and, you know, how, how many times do we need to come back and play The Star and The Slaughter? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a bit selfish, Tino. My absolute favourite track from the Heroes, or from Heroes, is Baby's Had a Taste. It's Get out. just It's fantastic. It's everyone's favourite, I think. Well, it's, it's a, a ter- great song. Terrific, let me say perfect pop song from mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, pen of Pete Dionne. Beautiful. And it was the song that uh, Vander and Young chose to produce for the band. All right, well, let's give it a spin. Go on. How good was that, eh? <laughs> that was fantastic. Recorded in 1979, Nine? I think. Mm. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Lucky I've still got my health, Bonnie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Looking more and more svelte as the days go on. Thank you very much. So Thank you for noticing. You've already given us some very exciting news, but something else that's pretty great is coming up in February. It's my birthday. It's your birthday, but that's not the most exciting no, thing. That what we're I've made about. a habit of is doing a performance at Lazotte's mm-hmm. on my birthdays, and I usually uh, have a CD to release. It's a, just a great excuse to uh, have a CD out, and yeah. a CD is a great excuse to do a gig. So this one's called Unfinished Business, and I've got stuff I've been carrying around for 25 years, haven't finished. I thought, you know what I might do? I might finish some of this stuff. I can't finish all of it, but I'm just going to finish the best tracks from a couple of those projects, or five of the projects, I think, and um, put it out on the one disc. So it'll be like having five albums, wow. five different acts. You've been busy. Yeah, and let's face it, you know, especially with kids today, their attention spans, what, a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. So if you give them a whole album, they're not going to listen to that. Sorry, what was that last sentence? Yeah. So <laughs> 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 oh, kaboom. <laughs> 
So, um, you know, three or four tracks from each project. And yeah. I, I think that'll be quite an interesting album. Thank you so much for joining me on the Newcastle Live and Look, Local it's Music. It's an absolute show. pleasure. <laughs> it's been great to have you in. Thank you so much, Tino. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Make sure to get out to heaps of gigs, as many as you possibly can. There's heaps coming up this week, including live and original at Five Sawyers and, of course, live and local at Lazotte. Chloe Gill, Elias and AJ will also be playing there and, of course, Katie Jane. I'd love to say thank you so much to Chloe Gill for joining me today on the show and Katie Jane. They were such fantastic chats. And a big thank you to Mark Tinson for joining me to chat about his career. It was so much fun. I was actually a student of Tino's down at the Grove Studios Academy and I'm so grateful for everything that he has contributed to my life. I'd also love to say thank you to Emily A. Smith for her live track and Lachlan Edwards. They were both so beautiful. Make sure that you tune in Monday nights from 6pm so that you not only get to hear all of the chats, but you get to hear the entirely local playlist. My name is Bonnie and I'll see you 6pm Monday night for the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show on Newcastle Live Radio. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) 